Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Hi, Des. Hi. Oh my God. This is Nicole Johnson. Welcome to the found down podcast. Um, you know, <laughs> I've got Ted's wood on the show with me today. We're going to do a little spitballing. Um, but, um, you know, I realize I've been, um, doing, <laughs> I'm leaving you all in the lurch a little bit. It's July. It's July in Seattle. And if your viewers are from other places in the, around the country, around the world, this is probably one of the best days of the year so far. What do you think? Uh, yeah, this is peak summer experience. <laughs> peak. It's actually almost, I think, 78 or something today. Yeah, it's it's absolutely glorious. <clears throat> like This is why we all suffer through <laughs> so that we can be here during the best season that there is. Yeah. Summer. How have you been, Nicole? What's going on? Um, you know, I've been really good. I've had a lot going on and um and hence why I have I've been a bit of a stranger to the show, um, which we'll get into a little bit more. But yeah, I've been I've been good. I'm I'm trying out new things. I've got I went per diem at my job and then I when I'm working per diem for somebody else. And then, you know, Unwound Retreats is kind of ramping up, which is really fun. Like, can I just tell you, like, this morning, Courtney and I were, like, ironing out some details from Morocco. We're like, wait, what time do we want the musicians to arrive? And what which restaurant exactly are we going to? And, um, you know, like, maybe they'll want a break from this Moroccan food and they'll want, you know, just, it's just really fun stuff. You know, I'm like, this is say, awesome. Did you just say what time do the musicians arrive? Yes. Uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Like on the opening night, I know we're not going to talk all, all on round retreats, but the opening night when people get it, get there, you know, there's a little bit of an immersive experience with musicians, um, from traditional Moroccan music and, yeah, it's 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 gonna be awesome, and it's full. It's full. What? Okay, what does that mean? How many spots? And first so, of all, I know we're like diving into this, but can you just maybe give your listeners a one-liner <laughs> about what unwound is? A one-liner mm-hmm. isn't that a classic ICU statement? Yeah, totally. <laughs> give me one-liner. Um, <laughs> What's unwound? 40- what is this? 
Tell them. Yeah. So it's, um, I host events and trips, international trips that uh, help nurses practice self-care together, but sort of explore and see the world. So it's a mix of like local events and then a mix of fun, cool travel experiences that are kind of like slow travel, you know, not this like breakneck pace. And so this, yeah. And I just wanted to go to like, you know, some far out places and, um, Morocco certainly is one of them. And then we, you and I have a trip in December that has seven participants, only three spots left. What? Yeah, dude. This is news to me. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, Anyway, Des and I are like super stoked about that. So, you know, for those that are new to the show or don't know, like I am obsessed with travel, like obsessed. So um, it's the thing that I go to when I'm like, I don't know, needing a little boost of like joy. And yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, love it. So ultimately, my dream was to create a business that incorporated nurses and travel and wellness, you know, and in wellness, it's like, we're all just doing the best we can. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I think there's some toxic, there's definitely a toxic culture to wellness. Um, so it's like, well, I don't know. And self-care too is kind of like got a bad rap a little bit, but it's like, let's, you know, just talk about some things that we can do to make ourselves feel better temporarily or maybe improve our well-being. That's sort of where where Unwound Retreats is and what, what it's all about and um, also why I'm jazzed about, about it. Dreams are coming true. Oh, my gosh. I mean, when was – so we talked about this probably three years ago, right? And now yeah. you have – a sold out trip to Morocco. You're about to sell out a trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like in a moment? If it, it, I've obviously it's been a lot of work um, and sacrifice, but like, are you reflecting on that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's amazing. Like, it's totally amazing. Like I think about some of the people who went to the Morocco trip last year, shout out to Laura Zaski. Shout yes. out to Katie Gordon, um, Shanna Sierra, Stephanie Su- Sushian. Um, I mean, I'm not going to name everybody, but, um, you know, the, everybody who went, you know, it was an adventure and a life-changing trip. Like, that is also part of the goal is, like, to have, you know, you get so far removed from your normal situation that, like, you can... Um, start to think about your life a little bit differently and think about what you want. So, um, but anyway, yeah. And you know what, because, because these what? trips are happening, <laughs> get ready, dude, get ready, dude. Courtney and I are going to do some scouting in 2023 of which country you get. Guess, guess. Africa. Um, Wait, am I allowed to guess? Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Greece? Greece. Australia. Um, you're you holding that? up the pyramids? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're going to check out Egypt, man. Um so as a possible itinerary. Mhm. The Nile? The the Giza? 
Yeah, yeah, dude. The ancient mummies are coming <laughs> and the nurses are coming with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have to do anything. Everybody's dead. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I just remembered Tomb Raider and Raiders of the Lost Ark and all these quintessential movies that yeah. grew up. I'm coming. Can I come? When do we sign up? And is that happening? Or are you just I can do a wait list for 2024. Here's the thing. We we don't know. I'm guessing it would be like spring or okay. 2024. Um, just because that's gonna be a lot more extensive in planning and stuff. You know, I mean, I think my program, I mean, everyone's like, shut the fuck up. My program is hopefully a Mexico, Morocco, and then an addition of a new one. Courtney lived in Egypt for a period of time. And again, she's like the co-leader on the Moroccan trip and she's fluent in Arabic and a fantastic lady. So, but if I'm like, I did this thing, then I can do that thing, right? Like it's not so far-fetched. Um, I mean, if you can hang a presser, you can put in an FMS. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So for that's all just of our been so fun. Out there, that's called that's called nerd jokes for nurses. I just threw that in. That was not in Nicole's script for today. <laughs> nerd nerd jokes for nurses. Oh my god! This I'm like um. <clears throat> so okay, that's huge. So tell me though a little bit. Why per diem? Like. Mm. You are you still feeling a little touch like you need to have a touchstone yeah. at the hospital or like and, and how many shifts is per diem just out of curiosity for so, those who maybe are thinking about what you're doing and want to make it happen for them. Yeah. So per diem, um, the requirement is four shifts a month, which is not very many. And so I'm doing six a month, um, which is almost 50 percent. Um, but for me, that allowed me like great flexibility. And as someone who's responsible for all these travel plans and stuff, like I won't, it just gave me flexibility of like, this is when I can work. Cause I'm obviously I can't be like scheduled during the time that I'm on some trip for unmanned retreats. So it's created great flexibility. And you know what? I was kind of reflecting today about it. Um, yeah. And it gave me some space, right? Like, I kind of, you know, I think a lot of us have just been like, go, 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 go. And with especially with living through the pandemic and like, I needed a release valve. Just needed to go. And I'm kind of getting that. And I think that's partly why I haven't gotten back on the podcast because, you know, um, it's a one woman operation, but um yeah, it per diem's been great. I have that guilt of like, I'm not working much. I'm have to be like an income earner. Well, I am earning income through through that and through my other job and through, you know, on my retreat. So it's it's like um I, I am doing it, you know. I have this other thing where I'm like, I can't rely on a man. Which yeah. I, I I don't want to either. I'm not. Um I mean it's a whatever. This is a more complicated in depth conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's go back to, okay. So per diem, you're still able to have a touchstone. You're yeah. working less. You can, <clears throat> you can really create a, a, a life outside of the hospital and do different things. Did exactly. I just sum that up? I just kind of gave you a one liner right there. You did. Of, you did. Of your life. So tell me though about the show. Like you did mention 
it's been two years, um, correct? Yeah. And where is it going? What do you see? How are you? I know this word is like way overused in COVID, but pivoting the show. <laughs> I know. Did you just like? I did. No, all I heard, no, all I heard was, um, oh my God, what's this guy? What's that guy's name from Friends? Pivot. Who? Pivot. Don't you remember the couch scene from Friends? It's like, no. oh, okay. Well, everybody who's listening is screaming it. <laughs> okay. Well, they're going to have anyway. to message you after this. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, there's no easy answer here. It's the, I don't know. Um, I'm contemplating like maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, maybe pressing pause. Um, you know, I still have conversations that I'm, that I feel like are unfinished and I feel like would be beneficial for us. You know, I, I do think that, um, you know, I got a lot out of having like raw and honest conversations about work, about the work we do. Right. Like, and how complex that is. And, and so I, you know, I think there's still room. One thing I would, I mean, I, I would love a co-host, you know, like, um, but I don't know. I mean, cause then, then you're, it's like having another partner in your life. Right. And, um, and that's like, I did a podcast with somebody else and we had, um, that was, I mean, what she gave me over time was amazing, but you know, she's like full-time, worked full time and had kids and husband and all this stuff. So like it, it would have to be just the right person, but you know, I don't think found down is done, but uh, like, I'm not sure where to go. Um, I have one banked episode. That's a good one that I should release. Um, and again, there are some conversations that I could have and maybe I don't have to be so formal about it. You know, if this is just like a, a passion project. I think, unfortunately, I mean, or fortunately, people who are listening, they want to have a show consistently show up if they like it. Right. So I don't know. What do you think? What do you think I should do? (laughs) I mean, obviously your listeners find the show amazing. I think your show came in at a perfect time, um, in healthcare. I think we're all in a point where we don't really know where healthcare is going. And so your question is, I think the community question. Yeah, do totally. Totally. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, it's not, and I even find myself, um, in that question. So with that, I guess, where do you feel like we as nurses are going or where do you feel like, obviously we know where we've been, which is in a really weird place. Honestly, I don't know if that weird place is going to ever change. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, are um, seriously doing some like healing after kind of what we've gone through. Um, and that looks different to everybody. Um, people are continuing to leave. I mean, where I am, you know, we have some senior nurses that are leaving and, um, but like, sometimes I want to lament that, but then at other times I'm like, this is, this is a cycle we're in right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, again, like you said, we don't really know what it's going to look like. Maybe this is what it is going to be look like looking like for a while. Um, 
where we're just kind of pa- doing patchwork for the next two to three years. Um, because, you know, COVID decimated us. And we're not the same workforce that we used to be. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not, it's not right now. It's not like full of fear and, um, anxiety. And now we're sort of back to the like normal craziness, but the new normal, normal, quotes. <laughs> normal, but the new, but it's a new normal, normal post COVID. So now it's always full all the time. 130% capacity. I is know. Is running at right now? I know. Um, I mean, yeah, totally. And, and it's like, where, when it, like, if we're not going to have a system that's going to give us a pressure release, we got to do it for ourselves. Amen. Amen. You cannot, I think that to me, Nicole, what you just said, this system isn't built for the individual. Yeah. This system isn't. We, though, as the individual, have to be our own self-care mechanism. Mechanism, yeah. And I think that is, that is need, that in our profession, we have that power, but I'm not always sure institutions, including learning institutions, Mm because I'm affiliated with a learning institution, is able to a recognize that and be foster it mm-hmm. because if you think about medicine and this is maybe on another sphere it's a hierarchy mm-hmm. and that hierarchy though right now is being flipped on its booty and nurses now have the power to run the institution so i think you're right i think the change is going to continue to happen but at the forefront is the nurse now mm-hmm. Because that is the only way, that is the only way people survive this uh, situation. (laughs) And it's the way they've survived it all along, or it's the way they've entered the end of their life all along. It's just now the model of the institution has to recognize it. And so they're scrambling because they don't know how. And maybe we don't, we're not business executives, right? Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm we're like, not. We're not. We're not business business executives. But I, I you know, I don't have the data. I'm going to say some, something out of my ass. Lots of hospitals made a shit ton of money in the last like 2 years, right? So, there's a choice. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And this goes back to what are we going to put up with and and the powers and the nurses and what well, safe, safe staffing, right? Safe like staffing. These, exactly. And you know, <laughs> nurse Blake was talking. I mean, he's really been pressuring Jaco about that and nobody like, these are profound things happening. Yeah. We have to recognize the amount of change that's occurring. And like you said, not all of it is good, but not all of it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's it's a bit provocative. So I think we we had a, a talk about sharing our thoughts on healthcare. And I guess it's still pretty uncertain. But I am an optimist. Mm-hmm. I am um, too. And I think 
I still think nursing is number one profession for trust in the heart of society. Yeah. It's, I mean, it proved itself in the, what wasn't a Gallup poll, was it? Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the Gallup poll. Yeah. But you and I weren't sure. We weren't, we weren't sure. We weren't sure if after COVID and the vaccine debate and the amount of just lost life, if mm-hmm. that was going to continue, but it has. And that is interesting. <laughs> That's a podcast, right? Like, I know, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the media chose to give to amplify that voice, um, mm. you know, and I mean that, I mean, I think the, the media is partially responsible for, I mean, they hold a lot of responsibility for what they want to show and give power to. And like, maybe it depends on the type of media, but like mm. social media was definitely showing a lot of distrust and nurses and doctors, um, medical professionals. So, and I don't know, I guess, well, I think, well, I think we talked about this before that was skewed, right? That wasn't, that wasn't the reality. The reality was, it was a small faction fraction of (laughs) society who was, who was feeling that way. Yeah. Um, And I think you always have to look to the individual, Right. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, we do these large multi-system studies on blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But what to me nursing comes down to is the individual relationship, the individual shift, the individual difference on that day. Mm -hmm. And that has a cumulative effect. And, you know, you and I both have talked about, you know, spiritual life and what it is. Um, to be a human, taking care of humans. Yeah. And I think that cumulative effect of caring for an individual at their most vulnerable, that is a true life gift. And that will never change for nursing. Okay, I just dropped the mic. You did, Des. So yeah. your podcast has given a voice and an unveiling to that witness. Yeah. And I hope that you do an episode, maybe like jump on, but you're not sure exactly how that's going to manifest. I know. I'm not sure. Maybe it'll be more random. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you know what I was thinking is that um I should do some like record some like shift debriefs with another friend like Laura, for example. Okay. Um, there's a lot of stuff that comes up, you know, that's like relevant to nursing that happens in the day to day, like, you know, nuances with either a type of patient or a type of experience or a death or family members or you know. Um, what have you, but a, an error, an error, or... <laughs> an error. Yeah. You know what, I, what, dude, I think part of it too, is that there was just like so much intensity with Redonda Vaught's case and what was happening in healthcare at the time. And 
there were these other cases that were coming forward and I just was like, uh, you know, um, I can't, f- f- I mean, obviously I don't want to be uh, absent, but like there's a part of me that can't tune into, um, the negative, even if I have to, if I should, you know, like some of it is just like, oh my God, it's, it's just feeling like too much. Um, so I would and that was that a turning point for you? That just happened to be like when the break was. And I had a lot of emotions about doing the Redonda Bot episode. Um, Cause it was a very Why? different type of episode. Wow. Oh, you know, I really wanted to get the facts right. And I, I did, I did say something wrong in there, but um, about the t- timing, timing of when she gave meds, but it still was a 10 minute time frame or something like that. But anyway, um, I, um, that I just wanted to get it right. And um, so that I just felt a lot more pressure and with that a bit more insecurity, you know, Mm. So, um, but I tell you what, you know, I mean, it was a a complete turnaround. I, I, in the beginning, it was a really important thing for me to personally go through just to review it and dig into it. Because in the beginning, I, I was like, that wouldn't be me. Like I wouldn't accidentally give this is, I mean, you can judge me for this, but I was like, there was a way I would do that. And then I was like, yeah, no, 100%. It could have been me. So, um, it could have just been a really just a shitty day for me. And I, you know, anyway, it was important episode to do personally. And I think for our community, um, and luckily, I mean, she still was what she's on probation. She was charged with a felony and then has probation, but, um, Anyway, that's just, yeah, it was a heavy show, important to do, changed how I feel personally. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there are all kinds of systemic things that we need to change that we just have our eyes closed to mm. at work, you know? Oh, yeah. And it just works right now because it, it hasn't failed yet. It hasn't failed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're really lucky where we are in that um, staffing ratios are, are really great and um, compared to the rest of the country. And I but think it's it, still been I, crazy. I mean, I think it also has to do with perspective. You know, I think you and I, we've trained at academic centers our entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, and we live in a pretty liberal state mm-hmm. that has uh, a lot of wealthy people in it. Mm-hmm. And so there's access to care that there isn't in other places. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think perspective changes you and changes your ideas of what you think healthcare should be. And, you know, I think you and I agree it's a right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a human necessity, Yeah. but there is also humanness and greed that come into that. So, um, and as we're seeing around the country and 
um, not everybody sees healthcare as a right. Not everybody sees it to be established equally. And uh, that's hard. I, I, I don't know where we're going to go from that perspective because Medicare is a federal system. And as you know, working for a state hospital, a county hospital, they depend on that funding to continue resources for people who don't have income. Yeah. So I think until we actually find an ability to create some sort of socialized system that's more equitable, these issues are going to continue. Um, mm-hmm. But again, that might be your next topic for your podcast. I keep giving you ideas. Sorry, no. I just don't understand, though. If you look at our medical system and our access to health care, <clears throat> yeah. and then you look at all the other developing nations or, you know, modern nations in, you know, first world countries, the highest like infant death rate, infant mortality, like maternal, uh, maternal, maternal. I mean, to be a woman and pregnant in this country, and I'm going to say this is radical and you can turn off the show, but your risk of death is high -er than most, like we are the worst in developed countries. I think we rank like I don't know, 30th. I can, I can send the graph, but yeah. it's, it's not a safe place for that. <laughs> I know. No matter the funding and it's wild, right? Yeah. I, I don't, I, and it really dependent on the region that you're located. And, um, you know, hmm. as we move forward with the Supreme Court rulings, like, I don't know what that's going to mean for access to care. I just we know the studies have been established for over 50 years, but yeah. it, it's just a really crazy time in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I wanted to, to just ask, you know, obviously you're, you're thinking maybe there might be a future show. How do you want to stay in touch with your listeners and what do you want for them in the, these next coming months or weeks? Oh, well, maybe I'll be a little bit more present on Instagram and then, you know, um, yeah, tell me how you like the show. You know, I'm interested in what, what worked for you, what didn't work for you. Um, what you want more of, like if this show continues, do you want it to continue? You know, like, Mm. you know, this found out can be better right now. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like, I mean, yeah, email me, foundonpodcast at gmail.com. Um, let me know your thoughts. If you like the show, if you want to keep going, um, it, you know, this show isn't for everybody, right? Um, it's rated E and, you know, I like to bring. It's sensitive in nature. Not safe for work, even though a lot of it's about work. That's ironic. Um, but Yeah. Get in touch. Let me know what you like um, or don't like. But yeah, I mean, I my plate is full, mm. and it's not crazy full. I could probably do some episodes, um, but you know, I don't want to. I'm like, I'm having trouble committing. <gasps> I'm having, I'm having trouble committing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are right now in a way, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. 
If world feels a little, I mean, obviously for like political reasons, it's so, I mean, the world feels a little like a lot and, but it's weird because now we're like in summer and it feels good, but yet we're still on this height of the BA dot now four dot five wave. And, but we're sort of, it sort of feels sort of normal ish. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I'm seeing people, I'm not always masking and I'm not always testing and, um, you know, maybe I'm not eating indoors, um, right now, but I also haven't ended up getting it yet. Um, (laughs) and, oh, I, um, you know, I still follow the epidemiologist cat Uh and, um, that, and, what was she saying? Well, so good news is that there's an Omicron specific booster on the on the way or vaccine, Omicron specific vaccine on the way. And then I don't think she referenced this, but I heard on NPR that the Omicron variant of Delta only has a 4% possibility of leaving you with long term side effects versus the other variants. So that's really low. Okay. Right. That's good. Because everybody, a lot of people, you know, are worried about long COVID and, but that feels good. It, so it feels like we're trying to move into a new normal, but, you know, still we are still living with the virus. I mean, that's the transition from a pandemic to an endemic, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's where the science is going. Um, I, I I think it's going to become something seasonal. And the truth is, this isn't the end of a, of a pandemic. There's going to be more. I know. We just lucked out for a long time in our adult we lives. We did. We really did. Yeah. And I think, again, this is perspective. Mm-hmm. Perspective on what it means to live in a modern society. Um, and... Mm-hmm. And live um, a full, like, again, people are living longer and longer and longer. So we're going to see more of these shifts with, you know, more population demands and people living in urban environments. Um, It's going to come again. And I think as a healthcare worker, though, that is like, man, I think I'm a state per diem because... (laughs) I'm not sure we want to go through that again. I don't know. Do you think it'll be like... Can you imagine going back to March of 2020? Well, I'm like, could there be something worse? Like, I, I don't want to say anything worse. <laughs> okay. Good point. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. <laughs> I feel like, okay, so monkeypox, ah, monkeypox. You know, that's not airborne. Mm. So maybe respiratory droplet at the most. And mostly but do you remember bodily fluids. The- the Ebola drills we did at UW, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that even, like, that, the thing was that was wrong with that virus is it just killed the host immediately. So they yeah. kind of, you know, this virus is kind of brilliant and fascinating. Honestly, I have a lot of respect for it um, because mm. it just keeps mutating and finds a way to infect. I know. I keep thinking it's like, I got to get you all. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Going I'm, mad. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get all of you. And so, I'm just I mean, like, God damn it. Do you think that might be your next episode about the COVID? 
Yeah, you know, actually, I could. I'll I'll reach out to my beloved um, Dr. Katrine Wallace and see what she has to say about things. That'd be interesting. Or just like maybe, yeah, I mean. She's a delight and always is rooted in science. That's what we love in Seattle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Give me the science. (laughs) Start talking academically in the science and just, it like sparks this love, you know, like, oh, okay. Okay. Now I know what you're working with. My neurons are firing. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's getting hot in here. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. We've well, gone just, all over the place. Yeah. I know. I just wanted to say I honor you. I think your show has been a gift. It's been an unveiling. It's been provocative. It's been sometimes controversial. It's been hilarious. And at the root of it has been you. Oh, And um, you are a very beautiful person who has shared your voice. And that, to me, is legacy. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing your legacy with your listeners. Thank you for sharing it with me. And I am so excited for these retreats. Like, you guys... Mexico is going to be luxurious. If you do not go, you like ask your family for Christmas present. Do not get another sweater from grandma. Ask her to contribute $200 deposit. (laughs) I mean, the combinations, Nicole, I can't even, you guys, I'm like drooling over it. It's, it's out of this world. Beautiful. And you and your husband collaborated together on this project and it's, it's so special and you can tell how much love you have mm. for others in the way that you created this space. Well, thank you. Thank you for all of your kindness and kind words. And, um, you know, I just want to thank everybody who's been listening, you know, um, through my crying and my realness and my imposter syndrome and my fumbling around with words and, getting really mad, <laughs> whatever, you know? Um, yeah, I just am grateful for you and I don't think I'm going to be a stranger so much after this conversation does it sparked some joy and creativity and, um, you know, maybe it's not going to be once a week, but I think there's some cool conversations to be had. Awesome. Um, would you mind just sharing with your listeners how they can find you again? Um, oh, so you can find the podcast at founddownpodcast.com. Um, and you, on Instagram, it's founddownpodcast. And uh, you can email me at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in Unwound Retreats, go to unwoundretreats.com and you can sign up for an email list to sort of stay in the loop. I need to plug Des though. You know, Des also has her own business called Seattle Beauty. She co-owns that with Carrie. I'm blanking on Dr. Carrie's last name, but Brown, Dr. Carrie Brown. So how do you find Seattle Beauty, man? So we're on Instagram. We're also on the Google. You can Google search it. Got the the gigs. We uh, do all sorts of injections, laser hair, Again, this is like my passion, um, self-care through skincare. So um, I appreciate you shouting us out. And, oh, we have a yoga retreat coming up. Oh, my God. Totally. I totally forgot about that. Um, it's, It's just like a little yoga in the park and then happy hour after. So that's August 19th. 
um, in Seattle at 5.30 Jenkins Park. We'll do yoga and then we'll walk over to my house and go up on the roof and have some drinks and apps. Um, it's a Friday night. I'm going to publicize it on social media very soon. And if you're in, on the Unwound Retreats email list, you'll get info about it. But anyway, yeah, maybe I'll see you there. I'll be there. Yeah, well, you'll be there. But maybe I'll see somebody listening there. <laughs> we, we would love it. And just so everybody knows, the yoga retreats are for all levels. Yeah. Um, there is no have to do, need to do, touch your toes. Uh, you can lay there and just breathe with your feet up the wall. Right, Nicole? Like we don't yeah. require anything. Maybe we'll be up a tree because it will be in a park. This <laughs> oh, time. yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, <laughs> you don't have to. You can just lay in Shavasana. You can just relax. There's no, uh, it's all levels. Oh, yeah. And this one, all the money will go to Hope Center Resources this amazing nonprofit in Seattle that provides all kinds of hygiene supplies to people who are experiencing homelessness. So another reason to go. Nicole, can you link them into this podcast um, yeah. when you post it just so people can find out more about this amazing organization? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Tiffany Toms. She organized it herself, created it herself. She's a director. It's a one woman, um, child, uh, nonprofit and she's an African woman, er, African-American female, so Black-owned business, Black-owned nonprofit, and she really is an amazing member of the community and um, is selfless, selfless, so she gives I'm back. so excited. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Des. I think you froze. It must mean I froze. Did you froze? Freeze? Oh. Is that it? You're here. Oh, I'm going out. Hi. Oh, oh, I'm going to just say, um, so we can say it together, stay safe and stay sane. And we'll see you on the next one. Ready? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. One, two, three. Stay Stay safe and stay sane. sane. And And we'll see see you you on the next one. Woo. Thanks, Des. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you're listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.